Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. I'm Anthony Buzzard, inviting you again to be good Bereans with us for a few moments as we continue with our investigation of Jesus' favorite topic, the gospel about the kingdom of God. We've been pointing out that Jesus was a Jew, a first-century Palestinian Jew who delivered the Christian religion in terms of Jewish concepts, basing himself thoroughly and rooting himself entirely in the Hebrew Bible. The kingdom of God, the heart of Jesus' gospel, is itself a Jewish idea grounded in the Hebrew prophets. In the book of Daniel particularly, we find reference to the kingdom of God as the great hope of the nation of Israel, the time coming when God will change the affairs of mankind once and for all decisively by sending his son, the Messiah, back to this earth to rule in the revolutionary government known as the kingdom of God. The gospel is about that huge news scoop, if you like, that tremendous event being announced in advance of its coming by Jesus as God's agent and representative, the Messiah of Israel. We've begun to turn our attention now to the great discourse delivered by Jesus Christ, known as the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, Mark chapter 13, and Luke 21. In those chapters, Jesus gave an outline of the events to be expected to occur on this earth as the countdown to his final arrival in power and glory to set up his kingdom on this earth. Jesus spoke of troubled times coming, of deception, of false prophets, of deceivers, even of famines and earthquakes and wars in different places. And when he got to Matthew 24, verse 14, Jesus made an announcement about a worldwide preaching of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And this would signal the very final end-time events leading up to his arrival in power and glory. In Matthew 24, verse 14, Jesus said, This gospel about the kingdom, that's to say the Christian gospel, there is, as you know, only one gospel, and it's called this gospel concerning the kingdom of God. Jesus said in that verse, Matthew 24, verse 14, that it will be heralded among all the nations of the world, and then the end will come. It's at this point in the great Olivet Discourse that Jesus specifically addresses the question earlier asked by the disciples, namely, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And these events, as you know, in the mind of the disciples and also in Jesus' mind, are associated with a great time of trouble in regard to the temple in Jerusalem, a temple that we do not yet see standing. It's presumed in Matthew 24 that there will be a temple building to be interfered with by an anti-Christian power just before the end of this age. In Matthew 24, verse 15, Jesus said, When you therefore see, and the therefore connects itself logically with the verse before, where he spoke of the coming proclamation of the gospel of the kingdom around the world, when that is accomplished, then the Christian disciples are to expect the appearance of what Jesus called the abomination of desolation. Here are Jesus' words. When you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, as Daniel spoke of it, Jesus directed our attention there to a quite specific episode in the predictions given by Daniel in the 6th century B.C. Jesus was not inventing a new idea here, but simply working out of a pre-existing notion found in the book of Daniel. In Daniel 11, verse 31, we track down Jesus' reference to the abomination of desolation. 
Remember always that Jesus directed us to the very words of Daniel in regard to this abomination. In Daniel 11.31, if you will read the context there from verse 21 onwards, you will find outlined the career of a final king of the north. And the north in the Bible points to that area of Babylon or Assyria east of Israel. It was from that area descending from the north that the enemies of Israel traditionally came. The king of the north, I have to point out, is not the king of the west. We're not referring there to Europe or a ten-king common market, as sometimes thought, but to an eastern power, a Middle Eastern power, coming from the north. Jesus pointed to that very verse in Daniel 11, verse 31, as he described the activity of that coming abomination. In Daniel 11, verse 36, here's what we read about the final activity of that king of the north in a rebuilt temple. And the king of the north will do according to his will, and he will exalt himself and magnify himself above every god, and will speak marvelous things against the god of gods, and will prosper until the indignation is accomplished, for that which is determined must be done. Daniel 11, verse 36. Now Paul in 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 4, alluded to this very passage as he spoke of the man of sin or the man of lawlessness who would invade the temple and sit in the temple claiming to be God. And so you see, both Jesus and Paul relied heavily on the book of Daniel and especially the 11th chapter, verses 21 onwards. Now, additional critically important information about this abomination of desolation to which Jesus directs us is supplied by Daniel chapter 12 and verse 11. In that verse, an angel gives us a precise time frame for the final activity of the king of the north. We read this. From the time the regular sacrifice is abolished and the abomination of desolation is set up, there will be 1290 days one month over three and a half years. It's important to note the connection between Daniel 12, verse 11, and the same idea in Daniel 11, verse 31. It's in Daniel 11:31 that we read of this abomination being set up in a temple. We read, in fact, of the king of the north and forces from that king invading a temple and setting up the abomination of desolation and at the same time causing the daily sacrifice to cease. Now, as a comment on that and additional important information, Daniel 12, verse 11 simply states that from that moment onwards, that's to say from the moment that the abomination of desolation establishes itself in the temple and the sacrifices stop, from that moment onwards until the end of all the events connected with the second coming, there will elapse a time of three years and seven months. Now, that information about the time which is going to elapse from the setting up of the abomination and the taking away of the sacrifices until the end of the age is given in a postscript to the long vision which we read of in Daniel 11. Let's summarize what we find in this marvelous vision given by Daniel to which Jesus directed us quite specifically when he gave his famous Olivet Discourse. In Daniel chapter 11, verse 21, we have the beginning of the final king of the north, the final tyrannical ruler who is going to dominate the scene for a period of some 1290 days leading up to the second coming of Jesus. That 1290 days amounts to three years and seven months. In verse 31 of Daniel 11, we have a critically important connection with Jesus' instructions in Matthew 24, verse 15.
It's important to get used to these connections because Jesus expressly directs us to Daniel chapter 11, verse 31, when he speaks of the abomination of desolation which will appear in the temple close up to the second coming. Daniel 11.31 reads as follows, Forces from the king of the north will arise, desecrate the sanctuary fortress, and do away with the regular sacrifice, and they will set up the abomination of desolation. Now in verses 32 to 35 we have the account of the heroic activities of believers at that time. Verse 32 continues with information about the king of the north. By smooth words he will turn to godlessness those who act wickedly towards the covenant. But the people who know their God will display strength and take action. And those who have insight among the people will give understanding to the many, but they will fall by the sword and by flame and captivity and by plunder for some days. Now when they fall, they will be granted a little help, and many will join with them in hypocrisy. And some of those who have insight will fall, that's to say fall in death, in order to refine, purge, and make them pure until the end time, because it's still to come at the appointed time. What we have here clearly is a description of those troubled times that will follow the setting up of the abomination of desolation by the final king of the north in Daniel 11.31. Now it's quite clear that there will be believers functioning on the earth during this period. I want you to notice carefully that there's no so-called pre-tribulation rapture in this passage at all. There's no hint in Daniel that anybody will be removed from the earth and taken to heaven prior to the onset of the abomination of desolation and the great tribulation period. No, suffering and even death are to be the lot of the believers. That's clearly described in verses 32 to 35 of Daniel 11. And then in verse 36 of Daniel 11, the account continues by telling us that the king of the north will do as he pleases, and he will exalt and magnify himself above every god, and will speak monstrous things against the God of gods, and he will prosper until the indignation is finished, for that which is decreed must be done. And then in verse 40 we read that at the time of the end, now we're approaching the actual return of Jesus himself in power and glory to set up the kingdom, at the time of the end, the king of the south will collide with him, collide with the king of the north, that is, the king of the north who's been described from verse 21, through 31 onwards, that king of the south will collide with the king of the north, and then the king of the north will storm against him, the king of the south, that is, with chariots, with horsemen, and with many ships. And he will enter countries, overthrow them, and pass through. He, the king of the north, the final king of the north, will also enter the beautiful land, that's Palestine, and many countries will fall, but these will be rescued out of his hand, namely Edom, Moab, and the foremost of the sons of Ammon. In verse 44 we read that rumors from the east and from the north will disturb him, and he will go forth with great wrath to destroy and annihilate many. And he will pitch the tents of his royal pavilion between the seas and the beautiful holy mountain, yet he will come to his end and no one will help him. Now at that time, the account goes on, Michael the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people will arise and there will be a time of distress such as has never occurred since there was a nation until that time. And at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be rescued 
and many of those who are sleeping in the dust of the ground will awake, some to the life of the age to come, but others to disgrace and everlasting contempt. And those who have insight will shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of heaven, and those who lead the many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But as for you, Daniel, conceal these words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many will go back and forth and knowledge will increase. It's clear then that we have a time of great tribulation followed by the resurrection of the dead. Now, Jesus referred to these events quite clearly in Matthew 24. First of all, as we've been pointing out, he calls our attention to the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, Daniel 11, verse 31. Following that, a time of unprecedented trouble when it will be difficult for pregnant women and women with small babies. It will be hard if one's flight has to be in the winter. But despite all those hardships, Christians are to look forward to the arrival of the Son of Man in glory immediately following that tribulation. We invite you to request from us some articles on the book of Daniel and Matthew 24. Request also a tape of the program you've been listening to for your personal Bible study at home. Remember that Jesus was a Jew whose teaching was rooted in the Old Testament and that the book of Daniel was a special favorite with Jesus. There's much more to be discussed in regard to Jesus' view of the future. Meanwhile, join us again for our continued discussion of Jesus' favorite topic, the gospel about the kingdom of God.